you ready to talk fantasy football? Then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. Week 9 is upon us, Scott, here on the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. And I can feel it in my bones that Jordan Matthews is going to score tonight, but I'm running out of time. Yeah, you're running out of time, but you told me he was going to score twice, not once. <laughs> I mean, just because it wasn't on air, you said two times, and you guaranteed one, but a guaranteed definite two. One, yes. yeah, the guarantee right what now, counts, yes. The guarantee. Yeah, the guarantee counts, but right now you're not looking too good, but you still got about 21 minutes to go in this uh, relatively uneventful Thursday night game. Between yeah, the Jets and the Bills. And injuries abound, which we'll get into in the first quarter here. Zay Jones, I think, was off, is carried off the field, so he may be done for the year. It was a non-contact injury, so Jordan Matthews should have even more opportunity. But, Scott, but it's not working out for me. All about Deontay Thompson now, my friend. Oh, give me a break. Let's go. First quarter. Hey, right, Mike, I feel, I feel like we'd be remiss not to talk about a little bit of the news that's been going on in the league, especially today. I'll start with the most unfortunate news of the year, and that's Deshaun Watson in practice. Non-contact injury turns out to be a torn ACL. Uh, just devastating for him, for the Texans. You can imagine that city waking up on a high this morning. Their, their team wins the World Series last night, and then later on in the afternoon, you lose your up-and-coming star quarterback for the Texans. Uh, your thoughts on the Watson injury, and you know how how, how does it affect? Fantasy impact, you know, with Hopkins, Fuller, and even Lamar Miller going forward. It stinks. It stinks. The kid was electric, Scott. He was doing some phenomenal things. He had burst on the scene. People were doubting him. He goes to Seattle and lights up Legion of Boom. Richard Sherman is saying something positive about opposing player. I mean, that's a miracle in and of itself. I think it hurts everybody, Scott. I mean, I think DeAndre Hopkins is still okay because he's going to be targeted a lot. But Watson was the real deal. I think it kills Will Fuller because those 50-yard bombs that he's scoring, like you said last week, He's got like seven touchdowns. I think in standard league, Scott, he's like the 13th wide receiver or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's insane. He's only got 13 <laughs> catches, seven of the touchdowns. But, I mean, that's 42 points right there if you're playing six points for TDs. I mean, that's just it's insane what he's doing. But it's such a shame about this kid. It was exciting to watch. And uh, it's a real, real, real tough blow there. In practice, you know, on a Thursday morning, non-contact, just crazy. And devastating across the board, especially with Lamar Miller. I think Lamar Miller was marginal at best with with uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, but now I think he's he's pointless. Yeah, and I think we could say Ryan Griffin is probably a no go either. Yep. Um, the other news: the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. They that that decision came down after our last episode, so he's a suspended once again, six games. And the Cowboys came out today and said that Alfred Morris is the starting uh, running back. How much do we read into that? Should we expect him to be the lead horse, or do you? Expect the 50-50 mix, McFadden be active and get action for the first time this year? I'm surprised by this, Scott. We talked about last time, and I thought it was Darren McFadden. I mean, here's a guy who did rush for 1,000 yards and 11 starts a couple of years ago. I understand Alfred Morris had a 70-yard run, right? I mean, I talked about that against the Rams, whatever. You did, 75. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know, Scott. I don't buy this. I, I think it's very odd. I think this is an RBBC. I mean, I think Morris gets the goal line touches. That's great. Maybe they like Rod Smith a little bit too. This is a tough yeah, one. He's been picked up in a few leagues. I'm in Rod Smith, sneaky pickups late. Yeah, I, I'm almost leaning towards Morris early and Rod Smith on passing downs. I, this is kind of a mess, but I will tell you this. I think it helps Dak Prescott because I think they're going to throw a lot more. Yeah, I think they're going to have no, cho- no, no choice but to throw more. Maybe some of those secondary receivers get action. I know you don't like Terrence Williams at all and Cole Beasley, but... If he's going to be throwing 45, 50 times a game, someone else is going to try to catch it because we know Dez isn't getting more than five or six a game. So someone else is going to get the ball. Um, also, we found out that Andrew Luck officially done for the year, so we could stop talking about when he's coming back season-ending IR. So I assume that's Jacoby Brissett's team. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's had some trouble the past three or four weeks, so should we expect T.Y. Hilton to have a down second half, or can he get back on the fantasy uh, um, 
you know, leaderboard or get you know the fantasy target board there with uh, Brissett the second half of the year. Hilton has a really tough schedule. I think he, the squeaky wheel gets oil. Pagano came out and said we have to get T.Y. Hilton the ball, and I think down in Houston he actually does well this week. But, Scott, i got to give you credit. You were the one who, who retweeted this or put this out there, and I kind of ridiculed you. I ridiculed you saying that early on he said he was going to be out for six weeks. And I go, well, Shefty hasn't reported it. And Mortensen hasn't reported it. Scott, it was true. Who, who put that tweet out? Who was the one? Who, the, 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 the Bleacher Report. I believe those are retweet of Bleacher Report. They were totally right, Scott. They were 100% right. This idea, you know, you can't. sometimes you can believe him. Sometimes you can't. Coaches, sometimes I tell the truth. You were That was right on. You were totally right. He was in trouble. I drafted him in your Yahoo League. There was no point in doing so. It was a wasted pick. Frustrating, real frustrating. But here's one for you. Now they're saying, you think the uh, Colts fire Pagano and hire Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> Interesting. You know, I don't know. You never know. Then you also got to wonder, too, you know, if the Colts are in a position where they're going to be at the top of the draft next, next year, are they concerned about luck long term? You know, I know there had been t- some talk in the offseason last year about, you know, luck maybe going back out to the Bay Area. That probably, San Francisco, that's probably shot now with Jimmy Garoppolo out there. But, you know, you wonder, the luck's been banged up for a few years now, and he hasn't really lived up to his potential. You wonder if they get a high draft pick and they do get a new coaching staff, what, what might happen? Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Tough in Indianapolis. I, I think Hilton is like a, a you know a weekly play, but he's got some tough matchups. But I would not say rest of schedule. He's like a wide receiver one or even two maybe. Yeah, it'd be tough for him. And speaking of injured reserve players, this is one that's coming back in about a week. And I'm not going to lie to you. I scooped him up, put him in the iron spot in about two or three leagues, and that's Mr. Danny Woodhead. You're in about 27 leagues. Have you picked him up and put him in the IR? Well, wait uh, a minute. Last Danny week, you were belittling me for this. Last week, you said, yeah, Danny Woodhead, as soon as he comes back, he gets injured. Well, were you lying to our fans? Did you well, lie you know to what? our fans? Listen, to, I didn't really lie to the fans, but when you look at it, I got about 12 guys on a bye this week in, in two leagues and all very important guys. And... I realized I had my IR spot open. He's coming back in a week. He is a PPR machine if LD, so I said, why not just stash him? As Matt Forte gets into the end zone following a 50-yard Bilal Powell run, and the Jets have a 23-7 to lead on the Bills. That's fantastic, Scott, because now Tyra Taylor's got to throw, and you know who he's throwing to? <laughs> Deontay Thompson. <laughs> It's amazing. Thursday night's nuts. Oh, well. Yeah, Thursday, you can't figure it out. But you know what? Jets in that all green uniforms, they look pretty good. And they're up by three scores. That should do it for about news and notes. Uh, quarter two, my friend. Second quarter. All right, second quarter. Time to preview week nine. Despite the game that's already underway, we'll start with the NFC here. And the first one on the NFC dock at one o'clock. NFC South game. The Tampa Bay Bucks travel to New Orleans to face... The New Orleans Saints. Let's start with Tampa first. Jameis Winston, can this be a get-right game for him? It's a toughie. I'm going to stay away. This is a toughie. I understand the Saints defense may not be as good as people think, but I'm not buying Winston yet. I'm not. Uh, he's injured. He's not accurate when he when he isn't injured. I would not play Jameis Winston. I do not have him, Scott, as a QB1 this week. What do you put Doug Martin here? Saints are averaging 118 uh, rush. Uh, I'm sorry, the Bucks are averaging 81.1 yards per game on the ground. Uh, where do you put the Doug Martin as the Saints are allowing 120.3 per game on the ground? Doug Martin at RB1? I really like Doug Martin rest of schedule, Scott. I'm a big Doug Martin guy. I think this is a guy who can definitely get volume down the stretch. I think he is an RB1 rest of schedule. This week, I do have him inside my top 12. I have him as number 10. I like Doug Martin this week. Outside of Mike Evans, who finishes more fantasy points? Deshaun Jackson, Cameron Brait, or OJ Howard? Cameron Brait targets volume in the red zone. New Orleans side, Drew Brees, how many touchdowns this week? He's been kind of quiet in the touchdown uh, department this year. Where, where would you say he finishes this week? I would say three. 
I think he has a big bounce back week. I just don't think you can continually hold Drew Brees down. I think eventually he's going to let it go. So yes, if you had an over under Scott of two and a half passing touchdowns, I will take the over this week. Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, they kind of like Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman. One's an RB1, one's an RB2. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Mark Ingram is going to get those goal line touches. I'm not worried about the two fumbles last week because they can't go away from him. He, they, they've committed to the run, right, Scott? They, they, they beefed up the offensive line. Breeze's numbers, passing numbers are down. You know, last week, the, the, no touchdown for the first time since 2009. The whole bit, Ingram and Kamara. Ingram is solid RB1. I got him like six or seven this week, and Kamara definitely an RB2. Do we finally get a big game out of Michael Thomas, or do you have another receiver finishing ahead of him? No, I think Thomas is six, seven catches for 85 yards. And if he gets the touchdown, great. And if he doesn't, he's solid. He's a, he's a, his variance, Scott, is very low. He ain't getting two touchdowns. You know what I mean? So I think he's solid. Willie Sneed probably going to get some more touches this week. Can he, can he surpass Ted Ginn? Yeah, I like, I like Willie Sneed a lot. I like Willie Sneed. I wouldn't be surprised if Willie Sneed caught a touchdown this week. I definitely have him as a wide receiver, too. I like the Willie Sneed play. Absolutely. Safe to say no defenses in this game, right, my friend? Uh, if you want to play the Saints, you could. You could, but I think there's better options out there. Scott, one I'm real interested in, we got the Rams going to the Giants. The Rams here who can go to get over their over-under number this year, by the way. I think it was five and a half, and they're, they're going for six, uh, with a win at the Giants. The Giants here ha- are coming off the bye. Eli Manning, what do we got? Rams. Todd Gurley, of course. Would you start Jared Goff over Jameis Winston? You know, it's a tough call. I'm probably going to lean towards Jameis Winston, but Jared Goff, I think, is going to have a nice game here. There's a lot of turmoil on his Giants team, especially in the secondary. You know, Janoris Jenkins has just been suspended indefinitely, so he won't play. I think Goff could be a sneaky play. I would still lean Winston. I think Winston has a a decent get-right game uh, for himself in New Orleans, but uh, I think Goff will have a sneaky good game as well. Sammy Watkins, Scott, get-right game with no Jenkins? No, I, I really I, – no, I don't. I like Cooper Cup over Sammy Watkins this week. I think Interesting. Cooper, I think Cooper okay. Cup has a nice 6-7 catch game. I think he flirts with 100, and I think he scores. Eli Manning, QB1 or no? No, he's a QB2. Best wide receiver for the Giants this week will be? Uh, does Evan Ingram count? Okay, are we gonna go you could go there. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Evan Ingram is, you know, is locked and loaded for a big second half. I think Sterling Shepard, if healthy, will have a nice game, but – other than that, you really can't look elsewhere, but I think Ingram finishes as a top receiver. Scott, is Shane Vereen dead? I don't know. I don't think he should be. I think he should be involved a lot more, uh, especially in the situation they're in right now with no wide receivers. I don't understand why he's not out there more. I like Darkwa. I mean, I think Darkwa can get 15, 18 t- carries in this game, and, and and the Rams' rushing defense is pretty bad, so he's got a chance. But Vereen, it'd be nice to see him out there, especially on those passing downs more often than he's been. True or false, the Los Angeles Rams defense finishes as a top 12 fantasy defense this week? Uh, that is false. Denver, the Trevor Simeon era is over for now. They go back to Brock Osweiler. They travel to Philadelphia to face the 7-1 Philadelphia Eagles, best team in the NFL at the moment, record-wise anyway. No Simeon, Brock Osweiler, do we even consider it? Or no shot that he is not even a viable streaming option for anybody? Absolutely no shot. Light up the Eagles defense. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the Eagles defense is going to be a very popular play in uh, DFS, all DFS formats and all uh, different uh, DraftKings FanDuel draft, whatever it is, Yahoo, whatever you're playing. I think the Eagles are going to be like 40, 45% on this week. Uh, so we'll stay away from that. Running back, CJ Anderson, Jamal Charles, Devon, uh, Devontae Booker. 
Either, any like, other interest? Yeah, I like Devontae Booker. I picked up Scott Devontae Booker in a few leagues because I think he has PPR value. Now, listen, it's tough because he's not going to get the goal line touches and he's game script dependent. But I think that the Philadelphia Eagles run defense is superb. It may be the best in the NFL, or at least it's top three. So I think there's going to be another horrific week for my favorite, C.J. Anderson, of course. And Charles, I think, is, is hit or miss. I like Booker. He scored last week, so I think he's the best running back here. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Benny Fowler? And I want to see Emmanuel Sanders healthy first. I'd start to Mary's Thomas, absolutely, on volume. And how about your boy A.J. Derby? Darby. I, I like Derby. I've started Derby. I, I think he's a tight end one, Scott. I think he's like very solidly number 10. How about that one? I like A.J. Derby. I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball here. Yeah, games at home, Denver does have a solid secondary. Where, where do you put Carson Wentz this week? I mean, he's been playing very well game in, game out. This is a tough secondary matchup for him. Where do you put Wentz? Love Carson Wentz. I don't believe in the Broncos' defense. I told you at the beginning of the year they had the back-to-back home games. Everybody was going nuts. They stuffed Ezekiel Elliott, the whole thing. No Wade Phillips. Things are starting to come back to earth. Now they're on the road again. Absolutely do not like the Broncos' defense. They went to Kansas City. Now they're now they're going to Philadelphia. I hate the Broncos' defense. I start Wentz with confidence. So another another big shakeup we had at the trade deadline. The Eagles go out and acquire Jay Ajayi from the Dolphins. Now, he has only going to be there a couple of days, so we don't know how involved he'll be in the running game. But now with Ajayi in the backfield, how much does this hurt Blunt or does this hurt Smallwood more? I don't like the whole backfield. Wendell's uh, small workload. I'm not interested in him. All right. And I think Blunt may still get goal line touches. I think Ajayi is the better running back, but I don't think you can start him when you don't know his role against a good defense. I don't think this is the play. Yeah, I think I think I think Ajay is looking at like what maybe six seven touches just to get his feet wet this week, and Blunt would probably be the guy to to target if you're going to target anybody there. Who finishes as the best wide receiver on the Eagles? Zach Ertz is questionable, so from a tight end standpoint, you know who knows if that's legit questionable or just fake questionable, but he is. So from a wide receiver standpoint, what are you looking at uh, as the number one receiver this week? I think it's a fake questionable, but I don't like that Zach Ertz only gets five catches. So, again, be careful. He's very touchdown dependent. I like Alshon Jeffrey. I think Alshon Jeffrey is going to come around. I have no problem with the no-fly zone. I think that some they're going to be able to score on Denver, and they're going to have a lot of short fields because Trevor Simeon. So, you made me pick. I'll take uh, Jeffrey. So, Zach Ertz is becoming the Will Fuller of tight ends, huh? No, 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 no. He's still the best tight end in football. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to start him in DFS, for example, we'll get to that later. It's a little tough because I think if he doesn't score the touchdown, Scott, I don't know if he's worth the value, right? I mean, I can get four or five catches from a couple different tight ends low down on the totem pole, so he's got to score. If he scores, he's a top three tight end, but I I don't think he's a nine. Remember last year, at the end of last year, man, he's getting nine receptions, 100 yards, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I haven't seen that yet, so that's my concern in terms of his price for DFS. That's what I mean. Yeah, for me, DFS is actually a layoff this week, but uh, yeah, that's where, I, that's where I stand with that. Uh, the Eagles defense, are they the number one defense of the week? Uh, they're up there. I got them third. Scott, this one I'm having trouble figuring out. Carolina hosts Atlanta. So here comes Atlanta. They're reeling. They're soft. They do jet sweeps on fourth and one. Sarkissian's in trouble, the whole bit. But they're on the road to Carolina. Here's Carolina up up and down. Win at New England. Get destroyed at Tampa Bay. Keekley's back. Defense played well last week. Let's start with Atlanta. Matt Ryan. I mean, is he ever going to be a QB1? At some point, I don't know if it's going to be this week, though. I'm going to put him as a QB, two. I like the Falcons in the game, but I think he's going to be a quarterback, too. Uh, Freeman is questionable, Scott, and I think that's a legit questionable. So Coleman or Freeman, PPR and standard. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a legit questionable, too. I actually would not be surprised if he does not play, and I think Tevin Coleman is going to have a big game. And he's going 
going to be a very big popular pick in DFS because his salary is extremely low for what value he can give you this week. But Panthers run defense very good. You concerned at home now? Uh, I'm not. I, I, I like the Falcons. I think the two-headed monster could scare them if Freeman's out there. And if not, I like Coleman. I think Coleman has enough ability to get his get enough uh, done in that backfield against Carolina defense. Fill in the blank. Mohamed Sanu is going to be is going to outscore Julio Jones in fantasy points rest of season. This is a blank statement. This is a false statement. <laughs> Well, you didn't say insane, right? No, no I'm just going to tell you this is a false statement. Okay. I, I think Julio's coming. Uh, the numbers are going to come. The touchdowns will come as Matt Ryan goes. Then Julio will start to go. Uh, but he, Muhammad Sanu will not outscore Julio Jones the rest of the year. Flip it over, Scott. Cam Newton, top 12 quarterback? Yeah, I think t- Cam Newton could be a top 12 quarterback. I think he will get about you know one or two turnovers like he typically does. But I can see him throwing for 300-something yards here, uh, get a couple touchdowns. So I would put him in the top 12 this week. And now that Kelvin Benjamin is not there, talk to me about Christian McCaffrey, Devin Funches, Curtis Samuel? I mean, Funches has got to be elevated to the one, obviously. This is his chance to show he can play and be a number one receiver. And McCaffrey, I think he will only be on the on the field even more. I think you might see McCaffrey in the slot in some sets with Stewart in the backfield. So McCaffrey's receptions go up. Funches's will only have well, – targets will definitely go up matter if he can bring the ball down. And I guess Curtis Samuel, by default, will become the number two receiver, but I think he finishes behind both McCaffrey and Funches in receptions. Keep in mind for Christian McCaffrey in this game, Scott, the Falcons are the worst team in the NFL against pass-catching running backs. Remember when they played up in New England, James White scored, so keep that in mind with Christian McCaffrey. Arizona travels to San Francisco. This is the battle of the backups. Carson Palmer's out. Brian Hoyer's not around anymore. So now we got Drew Stanton versus C.J. Beathard, I believe, for this week. But going forward after that, that'll be Jimmy Garoppolo. Start with the Cardinals. And from a fantasy standpoint, with, these, with the quarterbacks out, and you know this, this, this on paper, this has like you know sixteen ten written all over. It, but I would not be surprised if we're looking at like thirty three thirty. So Drew Stanton, we're not playing running backs. Adrian Peterson, RB one, RB two. San Francisco not good against the run. RB two. They're going to have a conservative game plan, so volume. I don't think Peterson is a real good play rest of season, but I think and this week, I think you can play him. Yeah. Wide receiver-wise, Larry Fitzgerald, Jerron, John Brown, J.J. Nelson, where, where would you put the four of them? Absolutely no interest. I know that Stanton tends to look for Fitzgerald, but I got to see it first. I have no interest in Larry Fitzgerald. I would be very careful with that play. They're on the road. Maybe if they were home, Scott, you can convince me to play Fitz. I think the entire receiving core is a stay away for Arizona. Why? What is your argument? Can't find anybody better? Yeah, I mean, that would probably, I mean, there are a lot of key, there are a lot of key receivers on buys this week. A lot of good teams on buys, you know, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chargers, a lot of, you know, so a lot of big name receivers are gone. So you may have no choice maybe to throw one of these guys out there. Uh, San Francisco side, I don't think we're playing CJ Beathard. So from the running back side, Carlos Hyde, Matt Breida, where, what are you looking for from these two? Breida's stuck behind Hyde. Frustrating for Breida owners because I really like Matt Breida. So I think you play Hyde. I think you play Hyde in volume. Hyde's going to get the ball if they get close to the goal line. Niners are going to put a pass rush on. So are the Cardinals, by the way. So I don't wouldn't play anyone. Not even George Kittle. You know, one of my loves there is George Kittle. I think the only guy you're playing is Hyde. All right. So then that answers the wide receiver question. Pierre Garçon was also put on season-ending IR today. So yeah. that leaves Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Trent Taylor, Aldrich Robinson, Aldrich Robinson. Yeah, no, really not much. Of, maybe maybe they go a lot of two back sets. Maybe they put Hyde and Brian out at the same time. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, there's not much. 
not much to look at from a fantasy standpoint here, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if this is 33-30. And Scott, if you go to your waiver wire, right, on CBS or Yahoo, any of these places, they have the Cardinals and the Niners defense ranked very high. This is example number 312. Why do not pay attention to projections? Scott, I, I don't think that the, the defense is for either team. Like you said, this could be a, a scoring bonanza. We have no idea. If you can't figure out, stay away, man. Uh, next one. This one is interesting also. Scott, we all think Seattle at home is very, very tough, right? Now, they have a tremendous record at home over like the last two seasons. I think they lost one game there. But they really just got lit up by Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson's not in the league for the rest of the year now. So... Here come the Redskins. Talk to me. Is the Redskins on the road? What? How are they going to do in Seattle? Is this a game that Rob Kelly gets going? And talk to me about Kirk Cousins. And if you had to start a receiver, who are you starting for? Washington. Yeah, it's a tough one to figure out. The game we saw last week by Houston is almost one I could have maybe told you I could have expected Washington to try and put up this week. But I just don't know if it happens two weeks in a row. I mean, I'm going to put Kirk Cousins right on the fringe of a – you know, QB1, QB2, between that 10-14 range, I think is where he's going to finish. Uh, running back-wise, I think the only one you could put out there with any sort of confidence is Chris Thompson. Uh, you know, I don't know, Rob Kelly, you know, got a touchdown, was it last week? But, you know, he's not getting enough touches, in my opinion, to be to be uh, warranted a start. From a receiver standpoint, eh, you know, you got to figure Richard Sherman's going to be on who? Jamison Crowder? Would that be the guess? We can say Probably, Sherman will be yeah. on Jameson Crowder. Well, I think he'll play the outside guy, whoever mm. that is. I don't think he'll go inside on Crowder. No, I think he Ryan Grant, maybe Dotson. So then maybe Dotson then. Yeah. So because I don't think it's going to be Terrell Pryor. I think he's you know quickly fading in that Washington uh, offensive playbook. So you know, if you think that Sherman just stays on the outside and will not follow or go with. Jamison Crowder, and I think Crowder will probably be the guy to play. I mean, you know, I'm playing Dotson in a couple of week leagues, so I'm hoping he can, you know, get some realistic touches and some fantasy points. But if you had to pick one of these guys, it's probably going to be Jamison Crowder. According to Pete Carroll, they feel they have hurt their offense, Scott, by rotating backs in and out without getting a flow. Uh, you, you think? <laughs> so they said they're getting, you're getting a ton of Eddie Lacy this week. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Probably eight. Ca- eight <laughs> probably means eight carries. So until, disinterested. <laughs> eight, eight, eight carries till he has about eleven yards, and then the next man up. I mean, you know what? What can we expect? What What can you realistically expect from Eddie Lacy? What do you think it means? Do you think he means he's going to get twenty carries and he run for one hundred and ten yards? I mean, when's the last uh, time we've seen that? You ready for this? Yeah. This is your bold prediction of the week. I think I think Eddie Lacy is a high end RB two. Yeah, well, you and about six other people. So, <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, I just, I can't see it. Listen, let him, let him show me first. If he does, so be it. You'll be right. I'll tell you next week that you were right. But for me, I, I, I just can't. I, I, I cannot throw Eddie Lacy out there with any type of confidence. No way. Now, I th- tell me about this. Does this make any sense? I think that they move Doug Baldwin around like they did against Janoris Jenkins and the Giants. So I don't think he always gets Norman. But I think Norman's biggest effect is he actually brings Paul Richardson back to earth. Talk to me about the Seattle wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. I think Norman will be predominantly on Richardson. So I think Baldwin. I think Baldwin's a play because, like you said, I agree they'll move him around a little bit. I think Richardson will be affected the most by. Josh Norman and Tyler Lockett will be a sneaky play. So, I mean, if I had to rank him, I'd go Baldwin Lockett Richardson this week. Jimmy Graham, top six tight end? Yeah, I could put him as a top six tight end. I think he'll get 50 yards and a touchdown this week against the Redskins. Scott, Redskins fourth worst against fantasy tight ends. Would you give him 100 yards? 
No, I wouldn't give okay. him 100 yards. Because, listen, they, they scored 41 points last week, and he was non-existent until, what, five minutes going to game when he got one one decent touchdown, and then the, one, the game winner was a gimme. And, you know, there wasn't a Texan within 10 yards of him. So, I mean, 41 points, they had about six rushing yards, and Jimmy Graham was non-existent until late in the game. So, no, I won't go 100. Seattle defense bounce back? Seattle defense have a decent game. I, I don't. I wouldn't say they're no more than the seventh or eighth best defense of the week. Kansas City travels to Dallas. Interesting game here between AFC and NFC uh, opponents. Kansas City, the Chiefs, and the Dallas Cowboys is the CBS game of the week, the 425. Let's start with Alex Smith. Where would you rank Alex Smith this week against the Cowboy defense on the road? I still think you got to rank him as a QB1, Scott, unless proven otherwise. There's a lot of teams on by. He's been pretty solid. I don't believe in the Cowboy defense. I think he's a QB1, low-end QB1. Kareem Hunt, Cowboys are allowing 106 rushing yards per game on the ground. You know, he hasn't been great lately. He He really has not been great lately, and he's struggled. But like you said, the Cowboys are not great against fantasy running backs, and he gets so much volume, Scott, and he's one of the few guys that's on there. I know Sharkhandrick West comes on for third downs, but a lot of times it's going to be Kareem Hunt. I still think he's a solid play. You roll with him. You hope for the touchdown. Wide receivers. Tariq Hill is a wide receiver. Low-end wide receiver, too, this week. Travis Kelsey? You know, he's so flaky, right? He's in and out. You never know when he's going to play well. Cowboys are pretty decent against fantasy tight ends. They're six best. Ah, I'm going to put him outside my top 12 tight ends. How about that? Okay. He's not a tight end <clears throat> one for me this week, Scott. It makes sense to me. Cowboys side, Dak Prescott. No Elliott, so Prescott. You said earlier you think he's going to have to throw a lot. How many times is he going to throw? What are we looking at as a stat line? Interesting. He is going to throw, but I think Scotty's going to make a lot more fantasy value here with his feet. I think he's going to have to run a little bit more. The Chiefs do give up second most to opposing wide receivers, but I think Peters could be on Des Bryant, and I don't buy Des Bryant getting open in the middle of the field. Maybe Des gets a red zone touchdown, you know, one of those lops to the end zone. But I like Dak Prescott here. I think he's a he's a mid to high end QB one this week. Uh, still not crazy about Dak. I'd still probably put him as a wide receiver two, maybe a low end wide receiver one. But I think by volume and because he's going to run, Scott, I expect him to have a big game. So with Elliott out, you know, we, we said Salford Morris, Darren, Darren McFadden. With Elliott in the line, the Cowboys average 150 rushing yards per game. Can the combination of McFadden, Morris, and even Rod Smith, you want to throw that out there, can they combine and put up 150? They can, but I don't know if I would really be excited about starting either one of them. I, I don't know if I can st- – I mean, I, you have Alfred Marsh, you're going to plug him in. But, Scott, couldn't you see this being one of those games like Jacksonville had a couple weeks ago where you have Ivory as Morris, he gets a touchdown, but he fumbles, and then Rod Smith gets like a 50-yard run or something like that. I think I would start Morris, but I'd lower my expectations. Yeah, yeah, and no, I, I feel the same way there. I mean, if I had to play one of these, I mean, the guy I targeted was Alfred Morris on the waiver wire for a couple of leagues, didn't get him. That would have been the guy I would have went after just because he's played all year and McFadden hasn't. But, yeah, I could see any one of these three really breaking off one big play, which would take away from the other two. Outside of Des Bryant, who you said might get a red zone score, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, Bryce Butler, any interest elsewhere? No interest there. I think he's going to spread around. One of them is going to pop, Scott. I just don't know who it's going to be. So I, I can't really give you a, a recommendation for any of those guys. I just think I would look on the waiver. I'd love to start Willie <clears throat> Sneed over all of them. they give you an example. Jason Witten, of course, is a solid start. I think that he's going to have to get open and make some plays. So I like Jason Witten as a tight end one. 
High-scoring game, you think? Both of these teams averaging chances. Kansas City averages 29.5, Dallas 28. They've both given up about 23 games. So do you think we get a high-scoring game here, or do you think they'll shock us and give us you know, 16-10? I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a barn burner. If this was in Kansas City, I'd probably favor a low game, but I like a high game. I'd take the over in this game. And last one we got, Scott, Monday night matchup. The Packers and the Lions. Lions coming off a uh, Lions coming off a tough loss to Pittsburgh at home where they couldn't get in the end zone, and the Pack coming off a bye. Look, talk to me about Detroit. Matt Stafford is a QB one. True or false? True. The top wide receiver this week for the Detroit Lions in fantasy production for PPR leagues is going to be. It's a tough one here. I'm going to lean Golden Tate though. Um, I was, you know, it was between between him and Marvin Jones. I think Kenny Galladay also has a nice game, but I I think Golden Tate's going to be a week healthier. And I think Golden Tate uh, looking at eight, nine catches this week. Standard, you're going to go Marvin Jones? I'm going to go Golden Tate in both formats. I think I think it's Golden Tate's week to have a decent, uh, nice fantasy game. Amir Abdullah, should I even bring it up to you? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it is what it is. I Listen, I, I think they can get a little bit going on the ground, but I don't know who it's going to come from. I mean, Dwayne Washington had a lot of touches last week. Theo Riddick barely got involved. Maybe he's involved this week. So, again, that, that Lion backfield is not as bad as the Seahawks backfield, but it, it's getting close. <clears throat> You're not concerned, Scott, that the Packers are fifth most generous to fantasy running backs, and against New Orleans they gave up 162 yards on the ground? Sure, it concerns me, but I don't know where it's going. Uh, there's no guarantee okay. it's going to Abdullah. I mean, he, he wasn't even – I mean, he almost split touches with Dwayne Washington last week, and Dwayne Washington had been nowhere to be found for a few weeks. So – how do we know for a fact Abdul is getting them? And we don't know for a fact he's getting the goal line touches. So to me, it's just one of those layoff situations because you don't know really where it's going. Best fantasy player on the Green Bay Packers offense this week will be? Aaron Jones. Wow. Okay. And Darius Slay probably goes on Jordy Nelson. So do you favor Devontae Adams more? Yeah, if that's the way they line up, I, they, they do. But I get a feeling Adams might actually draw Slay. I think uh, if you, I think the game trend, if you've watched the past couple of weeks, I think Devontae Adams has really garnered more attention than Jordy Nelson has, especially since Rodgers went down. So I'm going to venture to say that Adams actually gets more attention than Nelson does. And Martellus Bennett, only in a rerun? Yeah, yeah only in a rerun. Yes. <laughs> so we found out, I believe, last week on Twitter, this is the uh, probably the curtain call for Martellus Bennett. So maybe one of these games will pop. I don't think it's this week, though. All right, let's hit third quarter. AFC home games. Scott, short slate here for AFC home games, but this is an important one. The Tennessee Titans, you liked them, I liked them. All of America liked the Titans this year, and they've been putting on the back burner here because of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they were for the Texans until Deshaun Watson got hurt. If I'm in a Tennessee locker room, Scott, this is a massive opportunity now that Houston just lost Watson. So what do you think happens in this game against Baltimore? Give me a little summary of how you think it's going to go, and then talk to me about the Baltimore offense on fantasy, if there's anyone worth talking about. I I think the Titans are going to win this game, but I think it's going to be like a 20-10, to something like that. Tell you, yeah, this is this is an opportunity now for Tennessee. Um, you with you with Watson out, you know Tennessee and Jacksonville both four and three. Houston's three and four. I mean, obviously the Watson injury changes the whole complexion of this division, and probably makes this now a two-team race. You know, the Texan defense maybe can keep them alive, but I just don't know it's going to be good enough to do so. Tennessee needs to win this game because, quite honestly, you know Jacksonville and Cincinnati should be a good game. So Jacksonville might be able to win that game at home. I don't know what's going on with this offense. Maybe Mariota isn't as healthy as we all thought he was coming out of off this injury. You know, the running game has been pretty abysmal. I know you're still a fan of both those backs. And matter of fact, traded you both of them uh, for AJ Green in one of our leagues. So I know you're a fan of Murray and Henry. 
But eventually one of them's got to get going. Um, I don't know which one it's going to be, and I don't know when it's going to be. As far as the Raven offense, Joe Flacco got lit up like a Christmas tree last week, but he's fine. He's playing, and rightfully so, by the way. Kiko Alonso was not suspended. So both of us here said that was a legal hit, and he was not suspended. So good on him not getting uh, yeah, any money or you know fines out of his pocket and losing in the games. Yeah, I guess from a Raven offensive standpoint, I mean, it's got to be Alex Collins, right? I mean. He looks to be the focal point now, the running back. Going to get 15, 20 touches. You know, I don't know where else you're going to go. I, I don't I don't buy the Jeremy Macklin game last week. I think that was just, you know, that, that worked out well. I don't think he's going to be as consistent as he's been in years past. So I really don't know where else you go in this offense other than Alex Collins. Yeah, Titans just middle of the road against against the run and nothing else, like you said. Going over to going over to the Titans now, Ravens are sort of middle of the road against the run and they're on the road. Is it Murray? Is it Henry? Is it team backfield starting them both? I'm not I'm not starting them both. Uh, one of them's gotta show me something, and if I had to pick one, I'm gonna start Murray, as long as he's healthy. Uh, but I'm not as high as as high on them as you are. So for me, if one of them's gonna show up Next week, I think he gets the first crack, but there's no shot I would start both. Uh, if I'm starting one, it's Murray as an RB2. Ravens' pass defense, very sneaky. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. Overall, they're just simply middle of the road against opposing fantasy wide receivers. Talk to me about the Titans' receivers. Corey Davis could be back. Tywan Taylor's popped a little bit. Decker, Rashard Matthews, what do you got? I like Corey Davis to have a sneaky game this week. Um, seems like he's healthy by all accounts of practice, should play. I think it'd be one of those games where he shows up and has a, I don't want to say a breakout, but a mini, you know, welcome to the NFL game, maybe a six or seven catch game. Rashard Matthews, I'd love for him to step up one day. You know, I've been holding on to him now for nine weeks and he's yet to do anything for me. Just can't say with any confidence that it's going to be this week. So, again, it's tough on both sides. I mean, I, you could play Mariota, I guess, as a quarterback too, nothing more. Um, but for me, if I was going to pick a wide receiver, it would be Corey Davis this week. Tell me what. Give me one word to describe this statement. Delaney Walker is probably not going to play this week, so I think Jonu Smith is a lock for a tight end one. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> I will not going to agree with that one, my friend. I don't think he's a lock for a tight end one. Maybe he gets there, but he's by no stretch a lock. I love Jonu Smith. Tight uh, Ravens just middle of the road against fantasy tight ends. <laughs> Next on this uh, only four-bagger, we have AFC games. We talked about it just a second ago. Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Uh, interesting interesting AFC game here. I mean, Cincinnati trying to get back into things in the AFC North. Jacksonville now in the same position as Tennessee with Houston losing to Sean Watson. So this becomes a big game for Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, we know, very tough against the pass, only allowing 190 passing yards per game. Andy Dalton was everybody's surefire QB1 last week. What's he this week? Can't play him, Scott, at Saxonville. Can't do it. <laughs> as far as the running back situation, this is another one of those, you know, you can't figure out, is it Mixon, Hill, Bernard, or is it none of them? If you had to start someone, you're going to start Mixon. You know we love Joe Mixon. You and I both do. But for some reason, Marvin Lewis is being resistant to this. Jacksonville's defense, if vulnerable whatsoever, is against the run. So they're going to have to pound Mixon. I just, if I had to start one in my rankings of fantasy pros, I got Mixon as an RB2, mid to low end. I, I just can't start any of them. Yeah, Jacksonville allowing 138 yards per game on the ground. Wide receivers, you shipped A.J. Green off in a couple of leagues this week, and I think I know why, because of the next three games are difficult with Jacksonville, Denver, and I believe another very stout uh, defense on tap. So where would you put A.J. Green this week against that stout Jacksonville defense? 
It's just tough. Uh, AJ Green is a wonderful player. He's a top three wide receiver in the league, Scott. But I don't see how you can start him against that that defense, those pass defense. Those guys are incredible back there. They've played great the whole year. They lock everyone down there. The best against opposing fantasy wide receivers. I don't see how you can do it. I'm just so I, I'm he's a play. Sit- no, he's a play. You play him. You play him. You hope he catches a touchdown in the red zone, a la Des Bryant, something like that. But whether it's AJ Boy or whoever is back there, I think you lower expectations. I have him as a high end wide receiver too. So if you think he doesn't have a big week, is there a receiver on Cincinnati that maybe can get loose? Brandon LaFell. Yeah, LaFell will get some garbage and stuff like that. And then maybe, again, I'm a huge Tyler Croft guy. I think if you're looking at streaming tight ends, the Jaguars have not been great against opposing fantasy tight ends. They're simply middle of the road. I know he's not a great option, but if you needed someone, who am I most confident in? Most confident in Tyler Croft. Jacksonville, a top five defense this week? Oh, for sure. What about Cincinnati? Are they a top eight defense? Uh, you know, I know Bortles, the whole thing. I, I, I'm still waiting for D.D. Westbrook to come back, and it looks like Fournette should play in this game, I think. So I, I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not starting the Bengals on the road. How about that? Uh, Indianapolis and Houston, Scott. So this game takes on a lot less meaning than we had before. Start with the Colts. Do you now start Jacoby Brissett? Did you start Jacoby Brissett before? Uh, I, you know, I didn't start him before. I did have. I am starting him in one league uh, because there really was nobody else there, and both my quarterbacks were on a buy, so he was my only option on the wire. So I am starting him. I think just from a emotion standpoint, Houston might be down a little bit with what happened. So I think Brissett can have a productive game and be a, a low quarterback too this week. So he's, I think he could be playable. T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, I want to say yes. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to put him as a wide receiver too. I think Hilton is at about three bad games in a row. He's, a, he's too good of a player to not make some sort of impact. Um, and I could see a you know, 14, 15-point fantasy game for T.Y. Hilton this week. True or false, because the Texans are second best against opposing fantasy running backs, you should start Marlon Mack over Frank Gore. Oh, good question. That would be true. I think Marlon Mack will be involved more. He was involved more last week, and I think he gets involved more again this week. So I would say true to Marlon Mack over Frank Gore. Scott, Texans are seventh most generous against opposing fantasy tight ends. Start Jack Doyle all formats? Yes, you do. said last week you do, and I think you start him again this week. Lamar Miller on your bench? No, Lamar Miller plays RB2. I wouldn't put him on my bench. I mean, if you have him, I would play him as an RB2. DeAndre Hopkins' expectations? You know, even in that game, one game he played with Savage, and one game and a half he was targeted a bunch. So he's going to get targeted a lot. And I think he he's going to fall from the wide receiver one status to a high wide receiver two. But I think still think he makes an impact. I think this impacts Will Fuller more than it does anybody else. Colts six most generous against opposing fantasy wide receivers. So Will Fuller wide receiver three, Scott. Yeah, I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop him low to high three because uh, I think when they get in the red zone, especially with Savage now, he's gonna really, really look Hopkins' way. So I think Fuller's gonna have to break one off like he has to really uh, make a big impact. Defense, you prefer? Uh, it's, yeah, it's still Houston. Uh, but I think the Colt defense stock went up a little bit, and I'm sure they will be a value play in DV- DFS formats this week. Sounds good. Last game is the Sunday nighter. That is Oakland. Guess what? They're going to the East Coast again. <laughs> and this time's on Sunday night to play the Dolphins. Let's start with Oakland. Another East Coast game. They got blitzed by Buffalo, who, by the way, is getting blitzed in the Meadowlands. It is 31-7 Jets. What about nine minutes ago in the fourth quarter? 
Throw, Tyrod. Throw. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of fumbles. Nick O'Leary has fumbled. Somebody, I believe, either. Jordan McCoy, Matthews fumbled. Yeah, Jordan, so did Jordan, Tyrod Taylor. A lot of fumbles in his game. So Jordan Matthews. Not, uh, oh, look, as, as we speak, they just showed the Matthews fumble on replay. That was coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> Nick O'Leary, by the way, fumbled because he wasn't touched. They got up, and then they knocked him all out of his hand. Anyway, let's go back to Oakland East Coast, Miami. Derek Carr, um, very inconsistent this year. If the Raiders want to get back in this race in the AFC, he's going to have to pick up his play. Um, can he start this week against the Dolphins? Love him in this play. It's a night game. They need it. Backs against the wall. Jets just went down there and shredded Miami. I love Derek Carr in this spot. I think he's a high-end QB1. Running Marshawn Lynch is back. I know in the last episode we talked about that they got to run Marshawn Lynch some more. So how much do they run Marshawn Lynch this week? Are we talking 20 carries? Uh, be careful with that Dolphins run defense, Scott, at home. I think they may do that, but I'm lowering expectations. I have Marshawn as a low-end RB1 this week. Mari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. I think you start them both. I think you start well, them both. I think I Yeah, think I think you both. start them both, but who, who, who finishes at, uh, number one between the both of them? You ready for this, Scott? I think they're both wide receiver ones this week because there's so many teams on by. I think they both are. If you made me pick, I will take Amari Cooper. I think he bounces back this so week. So they, yes. they both crack 100? Hunt, uh, I think, how about this? In PPR format, Scott, I think they both crack 15 PPR fantasy wide receiver points. How about that? That works. Jared Cook, tight end one. Oh, Jared Cook guy. I know. I know. I gotta, I, <laughs> when you get Oakland, I got to ask you. You may not be, I, I but there might be somebody that is. No, and that's you put fair. him as a top 12 tight end this week. We know. Uh, it. I would not put him as top 12 tight end. I know it's the four C's. Carr, Crabtree, Cooper, and Cook. I think the fourth C is like the third tenor. Nobody knows who that is, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm not a big Cook guy. I put him as a what tight end, too. All right. Let's move over to the Miami side. It sounds like Jay Cutler is back. So is he back in your good graces? No. no I'm done. I was wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Jai is no longer there. Therefore, it's Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams. I think it's Kenyon Drake. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think it's Williams for the goal line touches, and I think it's Drake for PPR, and I wouldn't play either one of them. Okay. And then the wide receivers, Devontae Parker is also back. A lot of talk. Jar- Jarvis Landry is going to get traded before the deadline. He did not. He is still there. Kenny Sills is there. So you got Stills, Parker, Landry. Rank them in order for me. Uh, gosh. I'm going to put Stills first. I think Stills has been hot lately. I don't like Jarvis Landry with his two-yard outs, the whole thing. So I would go Stills, Landry, Parker, only because I didn't want to see it from Parker. First thing, still a little banged up. Would you play the Raider defense on the road this week? No, 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 no. Uh, I just wanted to see where uh, where your limits were. And that wraps up the AFC with only four games this week. Here we go. Fourth quarter. All right, quarter four, NFL picks, Vegas style. Last week, I had a nice week, went three and one, got myself to 500. I am 16 and 16 on the year. You, my friend, unfortunately, are two games behind. As you went one and three, put you at 14 and 18 on the season. It is an odd week, which means I go first. So I will start the night off with the Bengals on the road, plus five and a half. I think the Bengal pass defense is solid. I think they'll give Blake Bortles some trouble. I know Jacksonville will try to run this ball a lot, but I think five and a half points for Cincinnati to be getting in a game that I could be coming down to a field goal for me is too much. So I like the Bengals in their pass defense against a shaky Blake Bortles. Give me five and a half with the Bengals. Scott, I think the Falcons are soft, and I think the Panthers are really good. 
at home, back against the wall. I think they have a big game here. I don't buy the Falcons. I think they're in a free fall situation. I think Newton dials it up at times when you don't expect it. I'm going to take the one point at home because I think the Panthers are going to win it outright. Give me Carolina plus one over Atlanta. Uh, this is great. Makes for good radio, good podcast. Talk. So I'm taking the Falcons minus one. I think Carolina is soft, and I think the Falcons are due to get a little bit of a run. They had a very... <clears throat> Interesting gut check win, I think, in the slop in the rain against the Jets last week. And I think they go down to Carolina, and I think they win this game by at least seven points. I will take the Falcons, giving one. Bucks stink. They're on the road. Drew Brees, three touchdowns. I said it before. Six and a half. That means one touchdown they win. Please, child's play for me, Scott. Saints minus six and a half against Tampa. Pick two. Pick three for me. I like the Giants at home getting three and a half from the Rams. I don't think the Rams are good enough to go in there and really blow out the Giants. I think the Giants will stay semi-close in this game, and I think it could come down to a last-second field goal on either side. I think the Giants will run the ball. I think Darkwell will have a decent game because the Rams can't stop the run. And I think Eli Manning can make some plays against this Rams secondary. So Giants plus three and a half at home. Let's make it a double pack. I'm going head-to-head. I think the Giants are done. I think McAdoo's going to get fired. I think the Rams need this game. They're fired up. They're coming off a bye, so there's no chance that they're going to get caught napping. The Giants are coming off a bye, so I think they're going to come out slow at home. The Rams have a very good defense. They're going to be in Eli's face the whole time. When you pressure Eli, turnovers happen. And I think Todd Gurley controls the game. No Janoris Jenkins. I think Watkins actually catches a touchdown. We'll go head-to-head. Make it fun. Rams, minus three and a half. Now, this is exciting here. I'm either going to open up a decent lead or you're going to pull right back. This is this is good stuff here. Last pick, I'm going Monday night. Uh, the Packers lost their heart and soul with Aaron Rodgers. I think the Lions are a good team. They had a tough loss at home. They just couldn't punch it in. They were in the red zone five times. Could not get it in against the Steelers last week. I don't think they'll have that much trouble this week. I know it's on the road, but they are the better team without Aaron Rodgers on the Packers side. So I will take the Lions minus two and a half at Lambeau. And I believe in the Titans. I think the Titans are back. I think the Titans are going to make a run in the division. I think they've been way underperforming for way too long. Murray should be healthy. They have a full slate of wide receivers. Here comes Baltimore. Flacco was knocked out of the game last week. All I got to give in this game, Scott, is three and a half. And I think that's generous. Titans minus three and a half at home against the Ravens. All right, let's go to DFS. And you're involved in this too. I mean, you beat me last week, so we can get your opinion on that too if you want here for me. Um, I kind of broke it down to who I thought was a stud at the position and who I thought was a value. So real quick, I'll go through that. Quarterback stud for me this week is Drew Brees, 7,000. You want to pay up for him? I think he has a monster game. He is due for a huge game, and this is a perfect spot at home. against a very weak Tampa Bay defense. And your value play, how about this? He just got thrown into the fire. How about Tom Savage? He's only 4,600. He's going to throw the ball a little bit, and I could easily see at home against a Colt defense, 200 yards and two touchdowns. And for his 4,600, that would surpass your 3X theory. So Tom Savage could be a sneaky value play in a game he just found out today he's starting. You are recommending to the folks here, to Tom Savage. Are you out of your mind? Hey, I've given you Brian Hoyer. I've tried other things. Josh McCown. I'm saying for 4600 if you want to spend your money elsewhere, that you could get 13 fantasy points in DFS from Tom Savage this week. That's all I'm saying. I am, I am looking forward to go back as you head-to-head. We will post our lineups on Sunday, as we <clears> always <throat> do. Now we will go head-to-head. I think you have to have a solid quarterback this week, Scott, and there are a plethora of them. I talked about this on our Tuesday show. No Deshaun Watson now, so now you got Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Prescott, Newton, Mariota, dealer's choice, take one of those. Running back, no Zeke Elliott, so I think you're looking – I don't see, Scott, how you don't put Mark Ingram 
in your DFS lineup. I don't say it because you have Fournette who's hurt, Hunt who's on who's on the road. You have Todd Gurley who's at the Giants. I think Mark Ingram at home against a terrible Tampa defense. They're hot. Tampa has been playing well. I don't see how Mark Ingram as a running back is not in your starting lineup. And I'm going to say this now. DeMarco Murray at 5.4, when he catches passes and plays all the third downs for them, I don't see how you get away from that either. That's just a thought. And uh, now i got to go back and find somebody because I had Thomas Rawls on Tuesday, Scott. So maybe I have to find what Eddie Lacy is. I'm not sure if you can look that up for me. Uh, keep in mind also, folks, if Devontae Freeman does not play, Tevin Coleman at 4.7, as Scott said, is very, very tempting for me. Looking at wide receivers, like we said earlier, there is a bunch of guys at the top, but now DeAndre Hopkins, 9.2, probably a little expensive. Other guys you could be looking at, Thomas is consistent, but I don't think he's going to hit 3x value. So if you're looking for some low-end plays, Scott, we talked about this before. T.Y. Hilton, 4.9 at Houston now is very tempting. Mohamed Sanu at 5.3, you like that one as well. Rashard Matthews only four point six. Yeah, I like uh, Cooper Cup at forty five hundred, and I yeah, think, that's a good one. I think my that's I think Mike one. Evans is your stud play of the week at seventy seven hundred. I think he will have a big game there um, on the receiver side. So I think your stud play is Mike Evans, but your sleeper. I like Cooper Cup this week. I think Cooper Cup can have a sneaky game against that giant defense. I like it, sir. I like it. So, folks, if you like what you hear, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We could use a rating and a, fi- and a, a comment, five-star rating and a, fi- a comment on iTunes. You can come to our website, www.randallrant.com. We have all our good stuff there, my rankings, Scott's predictions, all that stuff. Follow Scott on Twitter at SCOT557, myself at Randall Rant. And, of course, you can email the show, picking up the blitz at Gmail. Uh, Eddie Lacy, 3,200, right there with Paul Perkins and uh, Rod Smith. Uh, so Eddie Lacy, if you like him, can give you some value. Yep, you, you can hit us up on the email, Twitter, Facebook, PUT Blitz. Comments are welcome. Reviews are appreciated. iTunes as well. Um, every you know, two twice a week, we're out there for you uh, with the preview and the review episodes. So if you like what you hear, let us know. And don't forget, on game day, there are no more London games, so we will not be interrupted by London games. You can get us with some questions on game day, sit start, whatever you want. We are there to answer them for you. And here comes the Jordan Matthews garbage time. Scott, I know you're looking at it. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. I just keep going to Joe Webb, who looks to be in the game. Joe Webb the third, that former quarterback. Keep him out there. Forget Jordan Matthews. I don't need any garbage time points against me this week. And Tyrod Taylor getting his, his value in your Yahoo League with garbage time points. Uh, the Blake Bortles of this year. Deontay Thompson just caught a touchdown from Tyrod. No Jordan Matthews. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Onside kick coming, folks. We'll see you.